Smart food. Huh? I need to feel comfortable, that's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, we're looking at ad blocking. We're responding to a viewer question from the last episode. And we're going to look at an open letter written by brands to FIFA. Hi, welcome to episode two of ID.com's Media Snack. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about ad blocking. We're going to be addressing a question that was raised on last week's episode. And we're going to be discussing an open letter that was written by some brands uh, to FIFA regarding the World Cup. And we've also got a very special guest joining us, so keep watching. So ad blocking, uh, a really hot topic at mm. the moment, um, and frankly quite a frightening topic. A lot of very scary numbers have been banded around. Uh, $20 billion worth of revenue lost through ad blocking this year, doubling to potentially $40 billion next year. One in five people in the UK use ad blockers, mm -hmm. increasing by 40%. Um, so where's this all come from? It's interesting. Are we, we're going to do this justice, are we, in three minutes? We're going to Ad blocking is what everybody's talking about right now. It's important, I think, to understand that, you know, perhaps why it's happening. Um, you know, a lot of marketers, I think, have been advised over the years that digital was going to be this holy grail, right? That it was going to provide opportunities of hyper-targeting um, and, you know, real customization and relevance to customers and therefore make, uh, make marketing uh, super, super simple. And what's happened, I think, a lot of brands rushed into that. They're year on year putting more and more money into this, 20, 30, 40, 50% some brands. Some brands have gone you know, all in on, on, this, on this promise. But I think that what we're seeing is that uh, cost has really been a driver, perhaps more than quality, and that that in turn has affected the user experience of receiving advertising through digital channels. And so, uh, you know, it's become a bit like spam. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's too much... Um, irrelevant uh, and intrusive communication coming. And so that combined with then the technology that's then facilitated ad blocking, you know, there's an app for that now. So, so why not if you could? You know, the idea of avoiding advertising is nothing new, right? That's I mean, right. you know, you can leave the room during a TV commercial. Mm. Uh, you know, for years we've been able to skip through, uh, skip through ad breaks. So... Consumers not engaging with advertising is not a new thing, but now we've got a technology which is, which is blocking it. And as you say, that's having a massive kind of knock-on to publishers in terms of revenue. Yeah. So it's a big concern. And I think it's a concern for marketers um, because probably the people they're trying to target, particularly those brands that are targeting a younger audience, you know, so-called millennial audience, um, are struggling now because the use of ad blocking amongst that group of people is incredibly high. It's yeah. like 60% uh, are now saying that they're using ad blocking uh, just simply because they don't feel that advertising is relevant for them and it feels a bit like spam. Um, and we're also hearing marketers suffering from bad results from it. So, yeah. you know, having done this for a few years, brands are starting to see actually that their investments in digital haven't achieved the holy grail of you know, ultimate, hyper-efficient, hyper-targeted and impactful marketing. Um, and so you know, we're hearing some brands actually withdrawing from investing in digital now, which is we'd never thought would, would happen. And that, so this has kind of come to a, 
a perfect storm. I mean, there's been a lot of finger pointing. Though, I know. There, there's uh, everybody's trying to search for the, you know, why is this happening? What are we going to do? And I think all all parties now, with you know, you can see it happening in the trade press and in commentary and on conference stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, people blaming each other, blaming. You know, the media guys are blaming the poor creative, the creative are saying, you know, you didn't activate the campaign properly. There were two blogs I read this week where, um, you know, some digital market, digital agencies were blaming consumers for kind of not getting the idea that, you know, their free content online is being paid for by advertising. So, you know, you can't blame the customer. No, that's crazy stuff. I think the most considered perspective that I've come across for a while was written by the managing director of the WFA, Stefan Lurk, who uh, issued a rallying cry to the advertising community, to the marketeers uh, within his, his, his members, saying it's about time to take responsibility, to establish a new standard of digital creative that will perhaps negate this, uh, this very frightening trend. Up next, uh, we wanted to respond to a question uh, amongst the many questions and comments we got from the last episode. This one was from Dan in Boston, and he was referencing the fact that we implied that there may be some stonewalling from agencies in response to the ANA's uh, mm-hmm. media rebate investigation. And he directed us to um, a leaked memo that had come out of Group M, which was widely reported in the press. And his question was, um, is this, is this uh, an illustration perhaps of agencies stonewalling so yeah you've read the memo so yeah i mean i i, I think this is just uh, uh, an illustration of perhaps the paranoia that is generally in the marketplace so this uh question was uh, was raised on the back of a memo that had been uh, had been shared outside of group m mm. sent by kelly clark the outgoing chief executive of group m in north america yep. he'd sent uh, an email to all of his staff saying quite specifically that if anybody were to engage or uh, ask them questions uh, about commercial terms remuneration within their with their clients mm-hmm. they should default all of those questions to the c-suite to the chief executive the coo the cfo simple as that and it was just clear protocol as part of that memo, he also listed six questions, perhaps, that the agency staff are themselves asking mm-hmm. with regards to any uh, concerns they may have about practices internally within Group M. Mm-hmm. And his definitive answer to all of those six questions was no. And it, it, do you think this is, you know, the, the question suggests that there's some cynicism about this yeah. memo, that they're trying to manage the message, this is kind I, of rallying. I mean, I think, this yeah, is I think a fair response. Absolutely, I think it's a non-story. I think mm. it is good corporate governance, good corporate practice uh, and protocol to manage communication yeah. when so much is at stake. Mm. Um, and I would have been surprised if a memo had not gone out to that instruction, and I would be astonished if the other networks operating in the US uh, aren't following something very similar. Mm. Good. Um, it's a good indication, even though it's a leaked memo, it suggests that agencies are taking, perhaps taking this ANA investigation very seriously. Um, what we'll come to next to talk about, which I think is really interesting, is what are the brands doing? Because whilst this is a leaked memo, it is communication. We're hearing from agencies that are preparing themselves ahead of the investigation, but we're not hearing anything at all at the moment from any of the brands involved who the ANA are representing. So um, let's discuss that in the next segment.
So finally, for this episode, some interesting news yesterday. Uh, some of the world's largest advertisers, who happen to be sponsors of the FIFA World Cup, uh, worked together jointly to create an open letter to FIFA. So uh, Adidas, uh, Anheuser-Busch, Visa, McDonald's and Coca-Cola, the key sponsors of FIFA, uh, wrote an open letter uh, and sent it through to FIFA Mm. in advance of their reform committee that was taking place today. And they asked FIFA to embrace credible reform within their organisation because they were petrified of the repercussions to their brand. And the wording of that is really interesting, isn't it? Some of the the language... It's fantastic. So not only did they ask for independent oversight Mm. of the reform, they also challenged FIFA to become more accountable uh, and more transparent and to have integrity in the way that they rebuild themselves. And I found that not only uh, an incredibly powerful statement to make, but huge parallels with what is actually going on in the States at the moment with the ANA investigation. And it made me think, uh, why have the US advertisers been so absent in their comment, so quiet? Because we talked about that, I mean, we talked about that earlier, about agencies readying their own statements, but the actually advertiser community has been quite quiet. They've been passive in the whole process. Um, if they're willing to make a statement like that to FIFA, mm. why aren't they willing to make a stand to have a point of view when it comes to uh, the ANA investigation? Yeah. I think that's a really good question. And I think it's a very good question, actually, for our ID.com's chairman, John Billett. John. Well, I think the reason is quite simple. Uh, for years, American advertisers have abdicated responsibility at marketing director and chief executive level to in-house media managers. And the media managers have, uh, I wouldn't call it a vested interest, but they've got an interest in the status quo. Mm. Uh, in order to change this, uh, it's the same the world over. Chief executives and marketing management have actually got to get control of the way they spend their media. I think they will, and I think it's going to happen soon. Thank you, John. It's always a great pleasure to be here at IDcoms. Good. That's it for this episode. Uh, coming up next week, uh, we're going to do a media snack special where I'm going to look at the John Lewis TV Christmas ad and have a think about the media strategy, which is really interesting, that sits behind that campaign. So that's it for now. Uh, have a great weekend. Bye.